Hi, Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone here. When will you understand that I am a person and not a thing? Look it up. Do something else. Do my eyebrows. Better to say, am I being true to myself? And is this what I want to say? And have I expressed myself the way I want to express myself? I mean, that's what it's all about. Hey, everybody. This is Empress, and you're listening to MLBC, the Madonna podcast. Hey, guys. It's Tony, and welcome to the MLBC podcast. And hey, everybody. It's Stefan. Thanks for tuning in today. So normally, MLBC, the Madonna podcast, is a podcast about a queen. Today, we are speaking to an empress. So <laughs> welcome to the show, Empress. How are you? Yes, what's up? I'm so excited to be here. Like, never in a million years did I think the thing would get to this point. So this is definitely major. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Thank you. No, I just want to let everyone know, Empress, If you, in case you're not familiar with her, she has a YouTube channel where she does... Um, amongst other things, she does these reactions to um, different, you know, musicians and their work, uh, a lot of it that she's not familiar with. And the focus right now is on her Madonna journey. And I can't wait to get started and ask you more about that. But but first, um, tell us about yourself and how you got the idea to start, you know, doing reactions on a, on a YouTube channel and share this with the world. Yeah, cool. So basically, like, I'm a 90s baby. And Mm -hmm. I was one of those kids that were, like, inspired by Justin Bieber when he got discovered, so they say, by Scooter Braun on YouTube (laughs) and stuff, right? So I was one of those kids, like, oh, I'm going to do covers, and I'm going to get discovered on YouTube. So (laughs) I'm doing all these covers, and (laughs) I'm, like, middle school, high school, and I'm like, ah, like, I'm auditioning for Idol, The Voice, um, what's the other one? Um, with Simon X Factor, yeah, <laughs> America's Got Ta- X Factor, America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I didn't audition for. America's Got Talent. So I'm auditioning <laughs> for these shows, right? And like, I get to learn like the politics of things, which as a kid you don't really know about. Like, producer, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, this is like the country booth, and you're not a country artist, so we like you, but. We're going to have to pass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, that's so heartbreaking. You're like, man, why? This is fake. So, <laughs> so like, I was just, like, pretty just burnt out by the whole, like, experience. And for a couple of years, like, I just, like, went to school and worked. But I got off of YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, during COVID, I saw um, the YouTube channels of Twins with the New Twist. And they right. were reacting to Dolly Parton's Jolene. And I'm like, huh? They're getting mm-hmm. like, all this love from Obama and like all these different people just for listening to a Dolly Parton song. And I like, I didn't understand. And even now, I still really don't understand the full fascination with people watching you discover something new, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of weird to me still, but. What I didn't know was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. But what I didn't know was I was going to be able to like create this cool community and mm-hmm. people were going to take to me so well. I didn't know that, right? Because I knew like as an artist doing covers on YouTube, like I got a lot of love back then too. People were like, yeah, you got it, girl, yada, yada, yada. But it's, it's a different type of love now that you get, especially going through like that pandemic. It's very like we have like this emotional type of bond. And so anyway, I'm watching them and I'm like, hmm, I'm reading like a book about Livy Newton-John. Like, and they, they always blow people's mind. They're like, huh, Livy Newton-John, you like her? I'm like, yeah, that's my girl. So <laughs> I'm reading this book about Livy Newton-John. <laughs> and I'm like, it'd be so cool if I like document me discovering her catalog. So this is how the Madonna mm-hmm. journey really began with Olivia Newton-John. Oh, minded too. Minded too. I'll tell you in a minute. Okay, cool. <laughs> it was supposed to be like, and I call it like ONJ. So it's supposed to be like this ONJ thing, right? And I was literally going to start from like the 60s to the current album, right? And mm-hmm. so somewhere along the way, people started sending me. I didn't know it because again, it was foreign to me. People started putting in the comments like, hey, react to such and such, react to such and such. And I think the first Madonna song I was asked to react to 
it wasn't erotica, but that was very interesting. It was like, <laughs> I want to say maybe it was like human nature, I think. Oh, yeah. I think it was human nature. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the first one. And so I reacted to it and now I'm like, okay, I didn't think anything about it, you know, whatever. And then somebody was like, um, because if you guys watch me and Tony, you say you've been watching me for a couple of months, mm-hmm. you know, I always say like, I'm about the vocals. So I'm like, where are the vocals? Right. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me. The, uh, uh, the link, well, it wasn't somebody. A lot of people sent me the link to um, Love Don't Live anymore. But it was the like a mm-hmm. version. Version, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, whoa, whoa. Madonna got some vocals. I didn't know that, right? <laughs> and then they sent me <laughs> the Sooner or Later performance. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> she got stage presence too. And then I seen Vogue and it changed my whole mind. But I might be going too fast. I saw Erotica and I was like, oh, snap. Wait, how did she get here to this point in her career when this is happening? Because that video was wild to me. And they tell me I didn't even see the uncensored version. So (laughs) I'm like. That was was the first video that I saw of yours was I was literally on the floor because I don't think I've seen Erotica through someone's eyes that hasn't seen it before you know it's almost like ubiquitous like everyone knows the erotica video but like seeing you see it for the first time it was like it kind of took me to my first time seeing it going like what is happening (laughs) yeah well and i think that's uh empress i think that going back to what you were saying about why people are so fascinated watching other people Mm -hmm. react to things i think that's i mean as a madonna fan that's what i the joy that i have watching you is we've been living with this music for 35, 40 years now, unbelievably. And for us, it's just a, you know, a cherished song. It's a song that we've, we, we have so lived with for so long. It's, it's not shiny and new anymore. And so to be able to watch you experience a song that is so common for us and you're, it's like, Oh my God, what's happening? What is she doing? What is this? It's fun. You know, it's, it's, it helps us relive that joy too. But also Empress, I was telling Stefan, um, you know, this girl has taught me a couple things that I didn't really know about, or maybe that I glossed over. And I think that is hilarious. And it's great because you're seeing it for the first time and you're doing all this research and there's things that maybe I didn't catch the first time. Like, for example, there was um, you were doing a video about who's that girl, and there's like a clip from the scene where um, Nikki has a costume change, and you know her hair got wet, and she's wearing the biker cap. <laughs> and Stefan, check this out. She goes, "Oh my God, um, this is where Emily Valentine got her look from <laughs> for Nine Hundred Two One Zero." And I'm like, Empress, you are so right, and I never put the two together. <laughs> Like and that's just one of them. That's just one of them. And you know what? That like amazes me though. When like number one, how I do reactions is like. So I told you guys a lot of people always wonder like, well, how are you able to like pick up on a song so fast? And that's because I myself like am a musician, right? So like mm-hmm. I've like written songs and like I just live with music. And Michael Jackson is my ultimate like number one. And mm-hmm. so there was a time like when I was like 10 years old, literally the whole year that's all I listened to was Michael Jackson. And so I like really learned as a kid kind of like just how to really listen intently to music. And that's why I do the journey like I do it like with the music first, because mm-hmm. really I want to know Madonna, the artist and not that visual image, because I think right. oftentimes like even with Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. people videos but not really get to the heart of a song right because the images can be so like jarring and so Mm -hmm. exciting that you're like forgetting like wait a minute vocally whoa they're doing some things or you know (laughs) like this beat really slaps and i think sure get that kind of stuff and so Mm -hmm. with the madonna journey like I originally, I saw these visuals, and that's I think what most of the the stands tell me. Like, of course, that's what's going to get you, like the visuals. But I was like, well, mm-hmm. wait a minute. When I really learned, like, whoa, she has a voice because that wasn't something like 
I really heard about Madonna, to be honest, like her singing capabilities. But when I was listening, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. She sings with a lot of passion and like Mm -hmm. her personality really shines through. I was like, whoa, I want to go on a journey. And I'm still trying to discover how we got to the erotica era. I'm not there yet. (laughs) You're not there yet. No. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to talk about your journey specifically. Um, Yeah. So like, as I mentioned earlier, my Madonna journey in a way started with Olivia Newton-John because she was the first like big, you know, not to mention blonde diva that I like really got stuck on. And Mm -hmm. my favorite album was physical and I'll never forget having that album with, you know, her photo profile on the cover taken by her Brits. It was his first job. And I put it together a few years later when Madonna's true blue came out same profile shot on the cover taken by Herb Ritz, same photographer. And I'm thinking Madonna is for me, the new ONJ, <laughs> even though like musically they're completely different, but I mean, it was like, I took the fandom in that direction and, um, you know, th- you know, had different journeys with both of them. So tell us about your Madonna journey so far. I know that you're up to like a prayer, but tell us about some of your favorite things and some of your not so favorite things that you've discovered. I will, but let me go back to something that you said about ONJ, which I... Yeah, yeah, please. So I'm like doing ONJ reactions and you being like an ONJ stand from back in the day, it always escapes me like, why wasn't Soul Kiss a big hit? Like, I just like love that song so mm-hmm. much. <laughs> and so people will start dropping the comments. They're like, oh, well, by this time, and this is before I started doing the Madonna journey. They're like, oh, by this time we discovered Madonna. We discovered Madonna. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what does that got to do with anything? And really, it's me going through this journey. I see, like, ah, oh, I see, I see. <laughs> like, no disrespect yeah. to Olivia, but I see. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened is that <laughs> Olivia started to morph more into adult contemporary. And then, you know, Madonna kind of took over what she was doing with pop music. But between you and me, Empress, I think that movie with, um, not the song, because the song, is amazing, but the movie with John Travolta, Two of a Kind, probably like did her in that year. Mm. You know? Okay, so wait a minute. I know this is Madonna podcast, but we got to talk yeah. about that. So why? <laughs> okay, so like, and I haven't listened to her whole catalog yet, but I know like she had like some fire bops, like Twist of Fate at that time. Yes, right? that's the song. Yeah. Okay, and like she still looked really good because I always say like to the subscribers i'm like something her swag was totally different than physical like i just loved her energy during that era mm-hmm. right yeah. and why do you think it was that because i did a review of that movie the movie did suck but why do you <laughs> think like she couldn't bounce back from that flop i i think that her image just wasn't young and scrappy like a lot of the other women on MTV at the time, mm-hmm. you know, like even like Pat Benatar, who was like Olivia's age had like the short spiky punk hair. And, you know, mm-hmm. she, you know, and she was like really going for it. But I feel like Olivia at that point, we were listening to her music on the light station. She was too wholesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, she was basically too like too good girl. Mm-hmm. And they, and I think radio wanted something a little harder, a little bit more provocative, which is why when someone like Cindy Lauper, Madonna, when those people finally made a splash, radio was like, Ooh, let's go there because, mm-hmm. you know, sex and tough and scandal that sells, you know, look at, you know, the housewives of whatever town, the franchise, you know, people love drama. And I think that that's what those artists were bringing. Whereas Mm -hmm. someone like, you know, Olivia Newton-John, Linda Ronstadt, you know, those people, they have great Mm -hmm. voices and they have great music, but they don't have drama. Also Empress, um, Olivia was a little distracted in the mid eighties. She started uh, a chain of clothing stores called Koala Blue. She actually, um, she, yeah, because she opened one in my hometown in Houston, Texas, and I went and stood in line for four hours so I could see Olivia at the mall, you know? Wow. But, I mean, that's that's kind of what she was doing. And um, Wow, well, wait a minute. So, I didn't know that. That's very mm-hmm. pioneering with her, right? Like, yeah. wow, okay, that's cool. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I love Olivia. I actually got to see her in concert about four years ago for the first time, and it was like and heaven he on earth. <laughs> 
Teddy oh, I cried. did. Do you know why, Stefan? Because when she came up to do the 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 part with all the songs from Greece, she brought Frenchie on stage, and they sang "Summer Nights" together. So, oh, yes, I did cry. That, that, that deserves it. That deserves. It. Well, so turn. I want to turn back to Madonna for a second. For okay. for a second. <laughs> um, how did you? What were your opinions of Madonna before you started the Madonna journey? So, like. You had no idea about her music and her movies, but did you, you knew of her, yes? Yeah, of course. Like, she's one of those people, like, over somebody. Like, you're just born right. knowing who they are, right? And so, again, like, being a 90s baby, my first encounter with Madonna, really, was that MTV performance with Britney Spears and Christina mm-hmm. Aguilera, which nobody told mm-hmm. <laughs> It was all about Britney and Madonna and the kiss, the kiss. Like, I remember being in, like, elementary school. I think it's like, maybe fourth, fifth grade. And talking about, like, oh, snap, did y'all see that? Like, da, 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 right? And teachers, like, don't talk mm. about that. Like, it was controversial. <laughs> and, like, people today try to, like, <laughs> like, controversial. That was very controversial, right? Because, again, like, I was in the era when... Growing up, like you had like Britney, right? You had like mm-hmm. like it was Britney's world then. So of course, like yeah. any young girls, like oh yeah, Britney Spears, right? Mm-hmm. And so seeing that performance, that's when I was like, oh okay. I just always have associated like controversy with her because that's how I was introduced mm-hmm. to her. And so I remember like being like early middle school, and I think Hart Henny had came out. And she was on doing promotion on uh, BT on One Assistant Park. I remember that. I was like, "Why is she <laughs> oh, on BT Park?" <laughs> Wearing her bling and her faux oh. fur coat, she was all like ghettoed out. It was so ridiculous. Empress, do you remember the look on the kids' faces when she walked in? <laughs> yeah. So it was like basically, I remember us kind of thinking like, "Oh, okay, like she's kind of cool, right?" Because like here we we have like she's doing the song. Four minutes, right? Just Timberland, mm-hmm. Timberland, right? And we were like, like, time is waiting. We were like, okay, this is kind of slaps, okay? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I remember, like, downloading it on, just, like, just before I even got, like, an iPod and had, like, an MP3 player. So mm-hmm. we downloaded and we were singing, like, four minutes on the school bus, right? So it was like, we were rocking out there, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was good, it was cool, right? But then after that, like, I, the last thing I remember really like here but i didn't see it it was like some controversy at and again controversy right that word again mm-hmm. at the super bowl i didn't see the performance but i remember like something about it because i've never really been into like sports so like who cares yeah. <laughs> but that's like my first inkling <laughs> of- wait wait till you see the super bowl performance because after you've gone through this journey and you see what she did at the super bowl it's kind of amazing Really? Okay. I can't wait. Like, everybody keeps hyping up certain eras, so I can't wait to see them. <laughs> what are some eras that people keep keep telling you, like, just wait, just wait? So the era I'm currently <laughs> in now, uh, which is the Like a Prayer um, album, like, people hyping mm-hmm. that up. Before I got to the Like a Version era, people were hyping that up. And that era kind of tripped me out. Um, why is that so that era tripped me out because i didn't expect for madonna to have like this teeny bopper britney spears phase like i didn't i didn't Mm -hmm. think she would have that because it's like it's weird but it's very like disney is in a way even though like it's madonna so it's got like some you know hardness to it and like some mm-hmm. you know any windows in it but it still seems like so clean and like kind of innocent in a sense mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a word like i never thought i would even associate with madonna like innocence and sweetness like that's really what i discovered on the journey so far because i've been looking at interviews and i was just like oh wow like she just seemed like in the, the early stages, like a sweet, determined girl who was looking for, like, to get some shock value at times. Like, she would say certain things in interviews, and you could see her just, like, looking for a reaction, especially, like, when, like, mm-hmm. a version was about to drop before it dropped. She would, like, mention the, the title and be waiting for, like, ooh, how you gonna react? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, Empress, because you 
are aware of the current landscape of pop music and R&B and rap and all of the stuff that's currently going on in music today. And are you, I, you've seen erotica. So that's sort of, you've, you've, you've sort of jumped a little bit ahead to the a controversial Madonna moment, but in seeing something like erotica, and I, I guess you haven't seen justify my love yet, no. but do some of the things that Madonna is doing seem shocking to you at all? Or do they sort of seem like, why was everyone making a big deal out of this when it came out? Gotcha. So I would say I was really tripped out by erotica because I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> it defies category. It does. No one, no one had done something like that before. And I don't think anyone's really done anything close to that. Since. Exactly. And like, and that's why I think I even remarked in the video, I couldn't see any artist today going that far still. Like, even though people want to, I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to go that far. Like, she went far. And I was like, and that's, mm-hmm. what, I'm, and that's what... She went there. Right. And that's what led me to the journey because I'm like, I'm always a person, I'm, I love the climb. And that's what I enjoy so far about this journey so far. Mm-hmm. Like, Madonna's just grind. Like, I respect that. Like, it wasn't an overnight sensation. No, it was nothing Mm-mm. like that. And I'm always curious about, okay, whoa, how did she get here? And I find every era within the journey, it always, I'm always like, whoa, wasn't expecting this. Like she is definitely keeping me on my toes, mm-hmm. I would say. Well, you're keeping me on my toes because I... <laughs> I love how you are just being so inclusive in your journey. Um, suddenly, there's all these videos where you're just trying to, you know, figure out about the relationship between Madonna and Sandra Bernhard. And I love seeing you, like when you did the uh, the Letterman episode with them too. I was dying. I love to hear you talk about that too. And and also you discovering Nikki Harris, who is a goddess in her own right. I mean, we've had her on the show, and we. We, we stand her in every sense of the word. So yeah, tell us like some of the people you're, you're surprised to have discovered because of Madonna. Gotcha. So I would say one, the most surprising thing to me in the journey so far is her marriage to Sean Penn. Mm. I don't understand it. I'm like, <laughs> like the height of her game, right? Like she's hot and I really love her. If we talk about like looks wise, I really love her yeah. style during the like a version era. Like I think she was very stylish because the lady was her name, Mary Paul or something like that. Yeah. 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 Like I like I like that look on her, right? And so like she I just really loved her mm-hmm. confidence and attitude then. And I saw and I mentioned this in some of the videos, like when she did that 1985 Molly Meldrum interview. I saw like this little change in her personality a little bit. Like she became a little bit more serious, a little mm-hmm. bit more kind of, mm. and I'm like, ah, and then she reveals like later on, like, Oh, she's married now. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stefan, mm-hmm. remember that interview? That's where uh, she says, happy, no, Merry Christmas, Australia. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> well, so I think Empress, what you're, what you're able to see because and what a gift you're, you're, given to not have to wait to be able to see all of this like you're able to see madonna's entire career in this truncated amount of time whereas like we as fans seen it in real time you don't really get to see it the 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 changes and the shifts Mm. as abruptly because it was taking place over years and years and years so for you to be able to see these shifts you can see her growing up as if like you're fast forwarding a movie and it's like, Oh, and Madonna suddenly here she is. And Mm -hmm. so it's great that you're being able to sort of see it that way and um, experience it in that way. uh, Because hearing you talk about it, it's, it's like, Oh yeah, of course she did. That's because she changed because of her marriage or she changed because of, of this reason, Mm -hmm. or like that's where this song came from. So. Yeah, and you can also see the progression where in the beginning of her marriage to Sean Penn, she was seen publicly with him. She was always out with him. And by the time that Who's That Girl tour was on the road, she was kind of like, see you later, man, you know? And it's so interesting because I remember listening to, um, what's the album? I'm not really a fan of True Blue. So (laughs) I was listening to True Blue Mm -hmm. and it'd be like songs like, where's the party and stuff? And I'm like... 
her energy and i even said that in i think the the true blue video i was like her energy seems off to me here like she doesn't seem like she was really that happy but people start telling mm. me like oh yeah well that marriage they had problems and i was like ah oh, gotcha <laughs> gotcha 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 but I, I do wonder like if i do question anything she did and a lot of the fans tell me it's like well she was trying to make a play for hollywood and like yeah. get Hollywood to herself there, but I'm like, she was so hot, like she didn't have to get married, like she could have stayed single and having fun. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us what you think about uh, Nikki Harris and Sandra Bernhard. All right, so I'll start with Nikki. Number one, um, one of the earliest videos, and I think it's still like my highest rated video is the vote video. I saw that and I'm mm-hmm. a sucker for like old Hollywood movies. Like I love the gum girls, like Lana Turner and all of them. So nice. when I listened to the song, she shouting them out. People were chipped out because I know who those people were to begin with. <laughs> so that's like, <laughs> what? And so I'm like, whoa. I just love like the aesthetic of the video. And it was the, the background. Cause you know, you guys watch my videos. I'm always shouting out the background. So I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, those folks, mm-hmm. those go hard. Like, who is that? And I didn't know who it was. And it's only to like the Who's That Girl tour that I put, got the name behind those bowls. They was like, mm-hmm. oh, there's Nikki. I'm like, oh, and uh, what's the other girl's name? Donna. Donna, Donna. yeah. They're like, oh, there's Nikki and Donna. I'm like, who, who, are, who are they? And they're like, just wait. <laughs> and so <laughs> one of the, I have like a Patreon account where people can request songs outside of the Madonna journey. And one of the Patreons happens to be like a Madonna fan. And like, like my patrons are really good at taking me down journeys. I don't even expect to go now. So they're like, Oh, well you're here. Let me show you this. So boom, I click on a video and I'm like, Whoa, this lady has vocals, but not only does she has vocals, she has great stage presence. So I'm like, yeah. what? what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why don't I know her name? <laughs> like, she's awesome. And I can't. Yeah, wait. Nikki's wonderful. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more of that sound because I've always been a fan. And that's I think that's why I love the first album so much. I'm like a fan of Madonna with like soulful background vocals mm-hmm. and with women vocals. Because on True Blue, there are a lot of male background vocals. And I didn't yeah. really like that with her. But I think women really like build her up and give her like this more like powerful sound. And I'm, I'm just excited to hear them on the track and people tell me she's on like a prayer singing. Oh yeah. She, she's the, the, the vocal, the, you know, the lead uh, background vocal on like a prayer. She does all the runs. I thought it was a church lady. Like <laughs> No, no, that's her. That's her. Uh, and um, <laughs> Nikki and Donna will work with Madonna for the next three albums. So you'll be hearing them. You'll be hearing and seeing them too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're on tour with her multiple tours. So when you get around to watching some of the mm-hmm. tours, you'll be able to see them front and center with her. Nice. Yeah. And you know, in, in the last few years, they've been going on tour together um, around the country and doing these great shows. And, you know, I, we talked to Nikki last year and I know that she lives in the Atlanta area. So if we hear of her doing a show, I'll let you know because you have to see her live. Definitely. And then, so what do you think about Sandra Bernhardt? I loved your reaction to uh, the Letterman <laughs> video. <laughs> so, the one I was like, really, I'm not here for her, right? I'm like, where's Madonna? Where's Madonna, right? And so, in seeing her interview, I was like, interesting at the time, right? Because, like, how you guys saying, I'm able to see things kind of like in the sequence. So, mm-hmm. at this point, like, I'm confused a little bit about Madonna because I'm like, Mm, like she's trying to play Hollywood game and like I saw her like present some kind of war. I forgot what it was for. But like it was at the at the Tonys and it was very like weird to see her <laughs> in that talk that way and look that way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, where's my girl? Like, where's the girl where I saw that album cover? Like physical trash and like I would have bought the album, right? Like I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, she's trying to basically go corporate, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I see this interview this Dave Letterman interview I'm like hmm now at the same time she's trying to do this but then with her being with like Sandra Bernhardt it's almost kind of like she's giving the staff like the F you because from what I mm-hmm. gathered from 
Sandra and because I'm like, whoa, who is this lady that's bossing Dave Letterman around? Like, <laughs> see her at his show. I'm like, okay, this is interesting because this lady seems to be very controversial her own self, right? And like, she doesn't seem to have no filter. Like, because who did she call out in the interview? Um, she told Madonna, like, yeah, we don't like them or something. And Madonna's like, that's not true. Yeah. I- I just saw it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, because I know that um, they also, they talk about hanging out with Jennifer Grey, and then they also talk about how Madonna met Sandra Bernhardt at Warren Beatty's house. And I was going off about that too. <laughs> That's the more controversial stuff, because I'm a big yeah. dynasty, and I love Joel Collins. Like, I read, like, all her little bio, so I know about her and Warren mm-hmm. Beatty engagement in the 60s and the abortion and all that she had. And oh, I'm like, what? Madonna dated somebody that Joan Collins was engaged to? Make <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. And, and uh, Stefan, am I right? Doesn't she say something about Joan Collins on an Arsenio Hall interview? I think that's coming up in your journey. Oh, Empress yeah. Hall. I was going to say, be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, Empress, exactly. That's the thing that you're sort of, it, it's funny that you're able to sort of see it in this way because, you know, back then, celebrities didn't have social media accounts. They couldn't post things on their Instagram because Instagram didn't exist. So the only time we were able to see them sort of say these type of, you know, things outside of a music video or things outside of a performance was on these talk shows. So that's why they were sort of like, it it seems bigger, like a bigger deal than it was because they, that was their platform to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, so uh, impressed. I want to ask. So, you just posted a video about your reaction to people commenting on the fact that you didn't like express yourself. Um, now, I know you said you you were singing along to the chorus because yes, the chorus is a bit catchy. But I know you were saying there was no beat. You wanted a beat. Uh, I'm I'm curious if you have yet to see her performance of Express Yourself at the 1989 Video Music Awards. No, not yet. So I got to get through the album first. I think I'm mm-hmm. um, the third track. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need to react to that. Chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, like everyone else has been saying to you, we're going to say it to you, just wait. Cause... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because like... I'm, it's coming. The beats coming. are coming. Don't, don't you worry. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, okay, like a prayer... That song is like, ooh, it's different. Never heard anything like that before, right? And yeah. somebody mentioned to me in the comments, and I agreed with them, like, it doesn't sound like a radio song. Like, honestly, I'm surprised that was a single and the lead single because it doesn't have, like, that radio, so to speak, format of a song because right. it's so different. And I'm like, okay, this is this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Express yourself. Now, I like the lyrics, right? Don't go for a second best. Okay, <laughs> yes, the anthem, I get it. But it was something about the beat. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really a fan of like 80s horns and stuff, so I don't know. No, you, you, I mean, you'll, you'll get to the remixes and it'll completely change your mind. But this is something that, you know, kind of started in the 70s and became more of a regular thing in, this, in the 80s is that, you know, these artists, you know, the, on major labels would record these beautiful songs or whatever and then there would be a second life for that song as a remix as a you know 12 inch hmm. extended arrangement or whatever so every i mean we all Stefan, right we always got screwed it's like you'd hear a song on the radio and be like i love this song i go by the album the song sounds completely different uh-huh. exactly and that was <laughs> totally the case with express yourself madonna had released the original version of express yourself and then and i think this was you know, part of her brilliance, mm-hmm. she saw the the marketability and the sellability of furthering that life of a song because of a remix. So Shep Pettibone, he was a big remixer, DJ at the time, remixed Express Yourself. Mm-hmm. And that sort of took the song in a whole nother direction. It ended up being Madonna's favorite version of the song. Mm-hmm. She forever performs the more slappings version mm-hmm. of that song. So you, you, um, and when you see her performance of it at the VMAs, 
she dances her ass off. It yeah. is it is nonstop dancing. So, so basically, what we're trying to tell you is that that version you heard was never seen or heard from again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't let everybody try to give me a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, well, I can't wait to hear this this new slapping version, though. No, and and that's and you'll you'll notice that that's going to start happening a lot with uh, a lot of Madonna singles. Is that the singles are remixed and. Um, take on a life of their own and sometimes the remixes are actually better than the album version so i want to i want to ask you too about um some of the other things that you've seen that are more recent like for example i mean and this makes sense in your journey you know um the film madonna and the breakfast club we had uh guy guido the the creator and the director of that work on the show and he had some amazing stories What, what did how did that kind of help you understand the beginning of Madonna's journey when you watched that? And um, tell us what you thought of it. Yeah. So I actually think that was one of the most important things I could have done in the journey. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I had decided to, I think I had already started listening to maybe I hadn't started. That's, that's the thing. I hadn't started doing the the album from one to whatever. Right. I would just kind of like listen to tracks as people suggested them. And so it was in the midst of like doing the first album like that, where somebody suggested like, "Hey, watch this documentary about Madonna," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I watched it, and that's when I got interested in hearing the demos because I had already started playing around with some of those. Mm-hmm. And it's one demo that I still love to this day, and like I'm like, that should have been on the album. But anyway, <laughs> I I watched the movie, and <laughs> I really just it like the grind and the ambition because what I didn't know before I started this journey was that like Madonna wasn't one of those artists who lived and breathed music that wasn't her first love I didn't know that it was dance Mm -hmm. right and so I said ah this makes sense now right because on the first album I remember remarking like man she sounded like really young and so as we're going through the journey I've seen her voice, like I've basically seen her find her voice, really, so to speak, because, again, what she knew was dance, but she also knew how to get people's attention. And I think that really worked because she could take the criticism better, I feel like, because she's like, well, music's not even my my first love, like, whatever, I don't care what y'all say, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna do it my way, versus somebody who's like, I've been singing my whole life, and you guys are like criticizing my voice you know what i'm saying like that could break that person but for her mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. her wings to say i'm gonna do things my way would you say empress that madonna says it's more than a statement it's a way of life yes <laughs> yes and, and like and just going through this journey with her i'm like dang like i because again i love like the the ambitious type of woman right that's why i can like relate to like Alexis Colby on Dynasty and like yes. <laughs> I love like Diana Ross right like even though Diana Ross doesn't have like the best rep with some people she was so ambitious that like she made and again I I, I dropped this like comparison before between Madonna and Diana people mm-hmm. criticized Diana's vocals and like oh she wasn't the most talented she wasn't the most prettiest but look what she did you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and I can't have nothing but respect mm-hmm. for those type of women you know I just love like a strong ambitious woman who also is generous and I find that out about Madonna as well um she doesn't mind and I said on the who's that girl tour she doesn't mind sharing the spotlight and no. having others like shouting out others right and even to like we talk about people she's worked with like Stephen Bray right I learned about yeah. Stephen from the documentary, mm-hmm. like, oh, this slaps. But, like, what she did for Steven, I think, is so cool because she let him work with her on albums that sold millions, right? And she didn't have to yeah. reach back and help those people. You know what I mean? So, and going back to the documentary, too, I think Madonna was smart enough to realize that, wait, boyfriend or not, like, I need to be singing more songs. And I'm so glad that she didn't mm-hmm. break the relationship mm-hmm. thing and say like, you know what, you're right. I'm just going to continue to play the drums and you guys can sing all the songs. Like, I love that she was like, this is my new band. If we can't sing half the songs, it's over. And it was yeah. over. 
<laughs> yeah, she, she's she's basically like, I want to be the lead singer, and we're going to name the band Madonna. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I mean, like she was that intuitive to where she saw, and they saw it too, though. That's one thing about it. I don't care what they mm-hmm. say; they saw it too. Like when she was on the stage, the reaction it hit different. And yeah. I even reviewed one of their songs, um, and it was okay, right? But if Madonna would have stayed with, and I again was shocked that she was even in a band because she's had such a personality where she's such a solo artist. Yeah, if she would have stayed with them, and I mm-hmm. when I watched it, like from the songs they played in the movie. The songs, they weren't that good. Like, when she got mm-hmm. Steven to come, that was the best thing that happened, too, because the songs started to get better, right? And yeah. he was able to make that yeah. demo for yeah. everybody. So, yeah. And, and yeah, and when Madonna was in the middle of her career, you know, when True Blue was out, uh, The Breakfast Club came out with their own album. And the music is actually really good, but I think that if they could have all worked together, it would have been next level. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. just me. Maybe one day. <laughs> Reunion. Um, Empress, so also in, in in part of your journey, I want to know what you thought of Who's That Girl, uh, the soundtrack, and You Can Dance as albums. Cool. So Who's That Girl soundtrack, I actually like it better than True Blue, even though... Oh. Yeah, yeah. It, I think this might be a revelation because I never did an album review to Who's That Girl soundtrack. Right. Um, but I would say on the True Blue album, like, I haven't heard a performance like, like, um, not like a prayer, Papa Don't Preach. I mm-hmm. haven't heard a performance like that before. Mm-hmm. And, like, to me, I would put that at, like, in at least my Madonna top five, just because of her performance of it all. Like people say she couldn't act, but I feel like she acted her butt off on that song because yeah. here she was convincing me, the listener, that she was this vulnerable teenage girl when she wasn't, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Scared right. to tell her dad about this baby. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like I think she did a phenomenal job with that. Like, and I, I haven't heard the song like that except like a prayer. To where it's like almost like these goosebumps, like, oh, snap, mm-hmm. like, this is next level serious. Because it's one thing for a son to be a slap, that's different. Like, into the groove, that's a slap, right? It has a groove, yeah. literally. But these songs, they are just like, mm-hmm. it's more than just the groove, you know what I mean? They bring the drama. No, I think uh, Papa Don't Preach is, is like the Supreme's love child, you know what I mean? It's like one of these, like these songs that tell you a story and, you know, you don't expect to be singing, you know, walking around the house singing, I'm keeping my baby, but it, <laughs> you know, I sure am. <laughs> and what did you think of the remixes of the songs of the previous albums on You Can Dance? So I actually love the remixes because I loved every song on the album. So where's the party, but even where's the party was better remix. So <laughs> Right? Yeah. <laughs> it it actually slaps you and you can dance where it basically just touches your face in true blue, you know? <laughs> right, right, basically. Yeah, but it was, it, it, and also I think that was like so ahead of our time too and so smart to do. Like, I'm going to remix these tracks I've already sold before. People are going to buy this album and they're going to mm-hmm. keep dancing. Like, <laughs> brilliant. So, I also want to talk about your other work. So, I, in doing research, I found out that you and your husband have a successful writing duo called Pressure and Empress. Tell us everything about that. Like, uh, tell us what the books are about, how you, you know, got your books published. Yes, that's right. We have a book series and a standalone book. The book series is called The Ambition Beyond the Streets. It's a series of three-part book series. And it's basically a coming-of-age story uh, between two characters, uh, the female lead is Empress and the male lead is Nard, and essentially them finding their way uh, together through life as teenagers, of course, in an urban setting. Um, and then also we have a more inspirational, uh, positive book called God Sent an Angel, um, and that's under the pseudonym J.D. Walton uh, that we wrote together. So again, like this book thing is really cool. Um, selling books in 2021 is a grind. I would say that uh, we did it all independently. So we 
wrote, formatted. They still did all the cover to cover and we sell through Amazon. So if you guys are interested in the series, again, it's Ambition Beyond the Streets by Pressure Nippers and Got Sent an Angel by J.D. Walton. You can find those on Amazon. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've gotten great feedback about it. Writing a book is definitely a hard thing to do, but I'm so glad that we did it. Uh, we had fun doing it together and um, also and also a lot of arguments. <laughs> uh, yeah. And also, um, another thing that I do have going on as well is I also have a lot of um, Empress merch. So I sell good, I sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, um, tank tops, right? I'm trying to get into fashion. So you can check me out at Empress Goodies. Uh, that's on Teespring. So teespring.com slash Empress Goodies. And you'll be able to find some of my merch. And I love to use my slogan, let's get to it. And so ambitious. <laughs> I use that kind of stuff on the clothes. So make sure you check that out as well. And one last plug, I have to do it. My little sister would kill me if I didn't. Uh, she does crochet handmade rugs. It's called Holy Rugs. You can find her on Instagram, at Holy Rugs. Um, she does a lot of dope custom work. So if you have something, maybe perhaps I've done an album cover or something like that that you want turned into a rug, my little sis got you. Again, her Instagram is at Holy Rugs on IG. <laughs> All right, Empress. So I, we are up to my favorite part of the podcast. This is our lightning round. Take it away, Stefan. Yes. Yeah, so Empress, every guest we have on the show, we do a little thing called the lightning round. It's just quick off the top of your head, wherever you're at in your Madonna journey right now. So obviously you have a very small Madonna journey so far because you haven't gotten through her entire catalog. So it'll be Interesting to see where you are, where you are with these questions. So, at the moment, what's your favorite Madonna song? All right, favorite Madonna song. Mm, that is such a hard question to ask, right? Because, again, as you guys know, I'm in the journey. I'm in the Like a Prayer era, so I've only really heard music up until that point. But I mean, if you ask me my favorite song from each album, I think that'd be easier. My ultimate Madonna favorite song. I mean, there's just so many good ones. You got Vogue, you got Crazy For You, you got Into The Groove, Physical Attraction, Papa Don't Preach, Angel, you know, and, and, and again, shout out to Shooby Dooby Doop. Hey, Shooby Dooby Doop, baby. <laughs> so, I mean, I really love like a lot of Madonna songs. Um, now, the ones I don't like, I don't like. That's the question you guys should ask me. So for everybody who is a part of the journey, you guys already know like my least favorite Madonna song. And that is, I know it. <laughs> oh, oh, good, good, good. Um, what's your favorite Madonna music video so far? All right, favorite Madonna music video. Ooh, another tough one. I mean, up until this point, I've really seen some really good ones and I've seen some, you know, just really on the come up type of videos. But I would say right now, um, I'll give you my top three. So Vogue would be my number one. I love that video. That's like what really kicked off this journey, really. Um, I love the uh, Borderline video. That's one of my favorites. And I love Papa Don't Preach video. That's pretty cool, too. You've probably only seen a couple, but what's your favorite Madonna tour? Uh, favorite Madonna tour. So I've only seen two up until this point. That is the Virgin tour and the Who's That Girl tour. So if I had to choose between the two, I would choose the Like a Virgin tour. <laughs> oh, okay. Virgin tour is always good. Yeah. So far, what's your favorite Madonna movie? Favorite Madonna movie. Okay. So I've seen three, I think up to this point. I've seen... Um, Desperately Seeking Susan, I've seen Shanghai Surprise, <laughs> and I've seen Who's That Girl, and uh, if you guys don't know, I've done reviews to Desperately Seeking Susan and Who's That Girl, it's on YouTube, check it out, um, but if I had to choose between the three, it's definitely going to be Desperately Seeking Susan, I feel like that was Madonna at her coolest, like, she was just cool. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, good call. Good call. It'll and, probably stay your favorite one. Because- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your favorite Madonna look? And it can it can be from a movie, a music video, an album promo shoot. All right, favorite Madonna look. So based upon what I'm saying, I think you guys already kind of figured it out. I really love like the the first album, so that 1983 Madonna and the, the Like A Version. I like that whole fusion. Uh, I really love her style. I believe she was being dressed by Mary Paul at the time. So again, I just, I just think she was so cool, so dope, um, and just really authentic. And I feel like that's because she wasn't yet Hollywood all the way. You know what I mean? She was still very much a part of the streets at that point. And I feel like that was in her fashion and in her walk. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of like the classic Madonna look. Everyone always remembers. Well, Empress, thanks so much for joining us today. This was a lot of fun. Well, Empress, I feel like we only like skimmed the surface with you. I have so much more I want to talk to you about, but because you're are where you at in your Madonna journey, I think that, um, actually, no, I know that you're going to have to come back on our show so we could discuss like a prayer, erotica, yeah, all of what's story. coming up. Yeah. yeah, there's so much coming your way that I can't wait to hear your feedback once you've like mm-hmm. gotten into like Madonna in the 2000s. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, you've you've got some great albums coming your way. I'm so jealous. Yeah, so we can't wait to talk to you as your journey develops. And I'm so grateful for your YouTube channel. And I love every time I sit down and watch one of your videos, I just get the biggest smile on my face. So I'm so happy that we got to talk to you. Please tell everyone where they can find you in all of your social media takeover. (laughs) All right, guys. So if you want to find me at social media, hit me up on YouTube, of course. Check me out, youtube.com slash empress. Um, There you can find me um, reacting to all this type of stuff. Again, I have a playlist, especially for Madonna. So if you've missed my Madonna journey, don't worry. I've documented it on the playlist. You can start from the beginning and catch all the way up. And also I react to other music videos as well. And if you want me to react to different artists or different live performers, et cetera, you can also hit me up on Patreon. That's right. That's patreon.com slash Empress Reacts. Again, patreon.com slash Empress Reacts. There, if you join Patreon, you can get me to react to a song of your choice each month. And lastly, just for social, if you guys want to follow me on IG, you can follow me at pressure.and.empress on IG. Um, again, that's pressure.and.empress at IG. Um, so you guys can find me there as well. Again, it's been a pleasure. I enjoyed this experience with you guys. And as I always say, before every video, let's get to it. <laughs> All right, guys. It's been nice talking to Stefan and Tony. You guys have been a treat. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks again. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MLBC Podcast. Please give us a five-star review, like, and subscribe. And, you know, tell all your friends about this podcast and if they're not a Madonna fan maybe you can turn them into a Madonna fan you can also donate to the podcast on Venmo at MLVC podcast and you can support us on our patron page patron.podbean.com forward slash MLVC podcast and until next time go out there and do your thing thank you Empress <laughs> <laughs>